What up, everybody? I want to welcome y'all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. My name is Emmanuel Williams. Um, check me out at Emmanuel since '85 on Instagram. Check out the show page at SXSNDLS. That's Instagram and Twitter at SXSNDLS. So, it's episode 22. It's a boycott part two. Um, I'm flying solo today. And what I'm going to do is essentially basically pick up from where I left off from the last episode. Obviously, hence the title, part two. Um, Not going to touch on the Charlemagne and the Breakfast Club issue. I'm going to continue on with the Colin Kaepernick situation. Um, we're getting closer and closer to the NFL season. There's been one week of preseason that's in the books. And this boycott is really picking up steam. Uh, potential boycott. Um, we're on the heels of what just happened this past weekend in Charlottesville, Virginia, where the white nationalist slash neo-Nazi slash alt-right slash racist white people um, took up arms and or took up not arms they, they took up tiki torches i don't know if they were showing respect to hawaiians or whatever but uh they took up tiki torches and marched around their school at the university of virginia and uh, there was what one one person killed somebody ran through a crowd of folks uh crowd of counter protesters uh one person was killed 19 people were injured literally just bulldozed them with their car um and there were many other people injured um being beat you know by the uh by the white supremacist people um beat with the torches kicked punched all of that so that's that's a whole nother topic (laughs) um this is a this is much lighter than what happened in charlottesville um i really don't have too much to say on that other than I hate to say it's like par for the course for America. I mean, these things continue to happen. They will happen. Um, There's always going to be that group of losers, of racist white people that want to hang on to the past and hang on to the wars that they lost and groups of white supremacy that no longer really exist, but they keep trying to hold on to it, even though they lost every war, whether it's civil or the world war or whatever, you know. Nazis lost in Germany, uh, Confederates lost in America, but they want to hang on to these ideals, whatever. So they're losers. Um, they suck. They're terrorists. They are who they are. Um, may God save them, you know? Um, so, but back to, to cap. So I want to kind of clarify my position and where I'm coming from as far as how I feel about Kaepernick in his situation with the NFL and his lack of being signed as a free agent. And also, I just want to speak to, you know, I don't want to tell someone to boycott or not. My stance is I'm not going to boycott because I don't feel like it's necessary. But if you plan on boycotting, you know, that's cool. Um, but I also want to lay out just maybe a different line of thinking because sometimes we get caught in our echo chambers which are social media um everybody all of your friends on facebook are posting the same thing and so now 
you probably agree just by being exposed to that train of thought so much. Um, you may not be thinking about it in a different way because you may not have heard heard this situation be laid out in a certain way, the way I'm, I'm about to lay it out. And um, first things first and foremost, I'm a 49ers fan. Like if you listen to anything or you've seen the live the live show, I was rocking my 49ers row. So I'm a 49ers fan. I am a fan of Kaepernick as a person, as a player. I'm not going to lie. I'm not the biggest fan um, because of how his play has diminished over the past two years. But as a person, as a human being, he's amazing. Top-notch, A1. You can't go wrong. Um, but let me just lay this out. So here we go. So to set the stage, what people are saying right now and what the sentiment is among the black community and um, and others is that they want to, they're saying that we should boycott the NFL because Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed by NFL owners as far as him not being signed because he is a capable NFL player. He's a free agent right now, and he's... You can't say that there is 32 backups better than Colin Kaepernick. And some would even say that he's better than at least half or, you know, a good portion of the starters. And that very may well be true. Um, But there are some facts that we need to know before we just jump out the window and say, I'm going to boycott the NFL for. Because because the NFL is racist, because Colin Kaepernick is not signed until he gets signed then I'm going to boycott. Let's think about the basic premise of a boycott. If you will, if you're going to boycott something, right? That means that you want to no longer support it. You want it you want it you want that organization or that company to be crippled by your resistance. And then they become crippled to the point where they adhere to your demands, whatever your demands may be. Now, my thing is, when I think about boycotting for this situation, um, why is Colin Kaepernick in this situation? How did he get to this point where he is unemployed, does not have a job, does not have a contract, but he is more than capable of playing? So let's let's jump into one thing. One thing that we need to realize is that one thing that we need to think about of all the things that we could boycott yes equality is something worth fighting for yes racism is terrible but of all the things that we can boycott and all the things that we can put our energy and effort into do we really want to spend time on social media do we want to really want to spend energy and just have these negative feelings and feel this type of way and if and feel a certain type of way towards our own brothers and sisters, other other black people in America, because y'all cooning or y'all whatever, y'all gonna support white supremacy, this, that, and the other, and they have these broad brushes painted against our own people who aren't with us for this cause. We are boycotting for somebody who is a multimillionaire. We are fighting for the right of this person to get signed, somebody who is already a multimillionaire. Now, we we could use our collective energy for someone or groups of people 
who are commonly oppressed on a regular basis, who will never, ever collectively achieve the amount of wealth that this man has amassed in the past three years. Am I saying that wealthy people shouldn't have empathy or that we shouldn't have empathy for them or, you know, what? No, I'm not saying that. But like, can we not can we not fight for things that are more worthy causes? Um, because to me, this is just something where it's that it's just the it's it's the new era of social media, the echo chambers that are created. And we as a people, we just love to hop on whatever cause and ride it. And we feel so passionate about it for maybe a couple weeks or a month, maybe two months, and then we go away. So the, the purpose of a boycott is to cripple an organization. Do we really want to cripple the NFL for, for someone that's already a multimillionaire? It's not like he's someone in poverty and is getting taken advantage of. This man is a multimillionaire. So in June of 2014, in the offseason, Colin Kaepernick signed a six-year, $114 million extension with the 49ers. That's right. I said it. Six-year, $114 million extension. That's the contract that he signed with San Francisco. I don't know all the specifics of the signing bonus, but the bonus was in the neighborhood of, I want to say, around $40 million. Maybe 40, 45 million, maybe even more. I'll say on the low end, 40 million on the high end, 50 million. So the signing bonus in an NFL contract is guaranteed money. So he has made guaranteed at least 40 million from that contract. And not and not to even that even doesn't even go back to his rookie contract where he was making at least a million a year because he got drafted in the second round. So from. Uh, from from June 2014 up until 2016, just based upon his own his his NFL contract, he made at least 50 million. So that's 50 million, and that's not even including endorsements, you know, the Beats commercials that he was doing, the Beats by Dre headphones, and other endorsements that he had going on. So this man is already a multi-million dollar, like he's a multi-millionaire, okay? He's good for the rest of his life, him and his family, and he's a multi-millionaire. He has no wife. To my knowledge, he has no kids, no dependents. This man is rich, and he is living well, okay? One thing we got to realize is that he's in this situation today as a combination of factors. The biggest factor that no one wants to point out is that October 12, 2016, Cap willingly restructured his contract, okay? Colin Kaepernick restructured his contract in an effort to basically take his destiny in his own hands. And so he restructured it, and he brought it, he, he restructured the last four years, so he made it, he turned it into a two-year contract with basically a, a one-year player option. So that means in 2017, so after the season, in this offseason, this past offseason in the spring, he had the option to opt out of his contract. Now, 
one would ask, well, why would Colin Kaepernick opt out of his contract? The reason why players opt out of their contract is to play the free agent market, to test the market, or to really just to jump in it because NFL is a not-for-long league. And so NFL players want to sign that big contract so that they can get guaranteed money. Now, Colin Kaepernick, I think he was 28 at the time, so he's probably like 29 now. So he's approaching 30. Um, if you can get two big contracts in your career, that's what you want to do in, in, in the NFL. So that makes sense. I get it. Um, but that's that's his choice. And so he had the player option where he could have continued on for this season and could have been playing for the 49ers for this 2017 season. And he had a $16.9 million player option for 2017. So therefore, if he would have stayed on the team, uh, the 49ers would have had to pay him $17 million. So he could be on the team. He could be making $17 million this year. But he opted out. March 1st, 2017, he declined his $16.9 million player option to become a free agent. He wanted to go for that long money. Now, it's not as if Colin Kaepernick didn't realize that him taking a knee or him sitting down for the anthem caused a ruckus within the media. And, and it really attracted the attention that he probably didn't even think about, think it could happen, but like it did happen. So he attracted the attention of the country and had the whole country talking about what he wanted them to recognize which is very necessary and it's a conversation that we should all have it shouldn't take you know an athlete for us to wake up and smell the coffee and know that we need to be talking about this and we need to be working towards solutions not to say that no one has ever talked about it but this act that he did really sparked the country because obviously nfl is like a religion in america and people love it and so there's so much attention towards the nfl so because of the NFL's huge platform, he had the whole country talking about police brutality um, among minorities and how we need to make a change. And um, so that's what happened. So we're all talking about it in 2016. And there's a lot of backlash and there's a lot of outrage. And he's answering questions every week. His player, his teammates stuck beside him. The 49ers organization definitely stuck beside him. Um, and he just had to weather that storm every time he had to talk to the media, but he was doing that. Um, but he had, it's like, it's either he didn't know or he didn't care about the backlash because if you're under contract and you have a job and you have a company that's willing to pay you $17 million, but you opt out of that in the midst of this storm where you know that owners and general managers and these rich white owners are just like, and, and they're, I don't know if they're racist, but it seems like they are cause they don't want to sign them right now. So you know who these guys are, you know what their character is. You should know that this is not a good move to be a free agent at this time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get one more year under your belt. One more year, get that, get your money, man. You sign a six year, 120 114 million get get your money bro 17 million take that right but no he wants to be a free agent he doesn't want to play for the 49ers anymore so Colin Kaepernick strategically put himself in this situation how good of a strategy strategy it was it's proving to not 
be that great of a strategy. Um, so now he's in this position and now he doesn't, he's not under contract and no one has to hire him. I mean, he's a free agent. That's how the NFL works. You're a free agent. The company, the, the, the teams can choose to bid for you or, you know, give you the most money or they can choose to not sign you. They can sign whoever they want. They're not obligated to sign you just because you've been in the NFL and just because you've had success. Um, and it's, it's actually pretty common for people that are coming off of big contracts to not get signed right away in free agency because in the NFL, you know, there is a hard salary cap. And for someone like Ka Kaepernick, who's in that situation of having two back-to-back -back pretty bad seasons, haven't won a lot of games, and now he's in the position of really being a backup because no one is looking to build their team and no one is seeing him as a franchise quarterback. They don't want to invest franchise dollars one thing we have to remember also is that in the offseason in 2016 um the 49ers were working on a deal to send cap like during during the draft or before the draft in 2016 before the season started the 49ers were in negotiations with the broncos to trade him and the deal was pretty much done but the broncos wanted him to restructure his contract because they didn't want to pay him 17 million because they didn't feel like he's a franchise quarterback based upon his recent play and they they weren't willing to pay him that much now this is pre cap taking a knee this is pre drama they simply did not want to pay him that much and so because he didn't agree to restructure his contract that deal with the broncos fell through because that was, you know, right after Peyton had just retired, the Broncos really didn't have a starter. So they were trying to bring Cap in, but they were like, man, you're good, but we, we can't we can't invest 17 to 18 million because you're not a sure thing, you know. Um, so we want you to restructure your contract. That happens all the time. It's not because of race. It's not because of whatever. Like, that's just what happens in the NFL. And so he didn't want to restructure his contract. And so the, the trade didn't go through. And so he's still a 49er. And so later on that season, like I said, he he decides to restructure his contract so he can opt out and then become a free agent. So, so that's why he's in the position that he's in. And so one thing we got to think about is he's had meetings with other teams. Other teams have needed backups. We don't know all the facts, okay? We don't know how much Colin was asking for. If, if he's still in that position where these teams see him as a backup, but he sees himself as a starter and he wants borderline starter money guaranteed for a certain period of time because he's had that type of contract before, but they don't see him in that way. There's going to be a conflict of how much money he's going to get paid. And so therefore if the Seahawks have a comparable backup, which they do in Trevon Boykin, Trevon Boykin is probably getting a million to 2 million a year <laughs> based upon he's still on his rookie contract. They don't, you know what I mean? Why would they pay 10 times that for someone who is, who can perform comparably in their offense? You see what I'm saying? So it's not that Seattle is racist. It's not that Seattle doesn't like outspoken players. They let their players say whatever they want. Pete Carroll is one of the most liberal coaches. He'll let Pac, or not Pac-Man, <laughs> he'll let uh, uh, Marshawn, he'll let him sit down on the bench and do nothing and not, and not talk during the anthem he'll let michael bennett speak up he'll let richard, richard sherman say whatever he wants 
he he encourages his players to wear their heart on their sleeve and be who they are at all times unapologetically and so we can't sit back and say oh the seahawks are racist because we know that's not true um now what comes to the ravens i don't know anything about that organization honestly so i can't really speak to that but uh you know I, I don't know what their salary cap is looking like and that's the thing we don't know how much cap is asking for but based upon his interaction with the broncos the offseason before he more than likely is asking for more money than what they're willing to give so to pivot to some more facts the aspect of the boycott if we cripple the nfl financially by its lack of viewership and therefore sponsors pulling out this that and the other at the end of the day yeah the owners lose a little bit but the people that have more at risk to lose are not the super wealthy billionaires but it's the actual players who are doing the work that are putting on the show so the nfl is 70 percent black okay so there's a 53, 53 man roster uh, and there's 32 teams so that's roughly 1700 players in the league on an active roster and we're not even counting you know um the practice squad we're just talking about the active roster we're not talking about injury reserve we're talking about the active roster so there's actually more players in that on a team but we'll go by the active so 53 players 32 teams, so that's roughly 1,700 players in the league. 70% are black. So that's roughly 1,200 players that are black. Now, if we successfully boycott the NFL and cripple it to its knees, that could put in jeopardy 1,200 black men providing for their families. Let's say on average, those 1,200 black men are supporting uh three to four let's say four people's livelihood whether it's their kids their wife mom dad whatever so 1200 times four so that's 4800 people that are negatively affected black people that are negatively affected by this boycott it's not worth it when i do the math and i crunch the numbers and see if this boycott is really successful and the nfl is crippled to his knees and the money's not there and this, that, and the other and whatever. That means we're negatively affecting almost 5,000 African-Americans in this country for one person that has made on average more than a collective of 5,000 people that you know or 500 people that you know. You know, it's just we got to look at the look at what's really going on here and what's really at stake. There's not much at stake. Let's say one of the owners signs Colin Kaepernick. What does that change in the scheme of inequality for black people? The NFL and the, and the owner signing Colin Kaepernick is not going to improve the socioeconomic status of African-Americans. It's not going to do it. It's just not. It really isn't. And so. What I'm trying to get us to think about is, what is this really going to accomplish? Do I stand with Colin Kaepernick and what he stands for? Of course, yes. But do I think 
that is constructive to boycott the NFL? No, because I feel like we can be using our time and energy for way more constructive things. As far as black people in America and this new millennium and this 2016, 2017 social media era, we got to start putting in the work and putting our energy and our efforts and our resources toward things that are constructive and that will have a long lasting impression and something that we can pass down as a legacy. We can't keep passing down fake boycotts and fake outrage and say we're going to do this and do that. But then as soon as Colin Kaepernick gets signed, the boycott is over and we go back to watching the NFL. I mean, it's like to me, we have to pick a lane and move in that lane. We can't keep picking up boycotts left and right. We're going to boycott the Breakfast Club. We're going to boycott uh, the NFL. We're going to boycott the NBA. We're going either you either you going to do it or you not. So what are we going to do? And that's what I'm trying to get at. What are we really going to do? Are you going to boycott and not watch the NFL for the rest of your life? Or is it only going to last a couple months, a year, and then you'll be back to it? Because what does that look like to the establishment? Are oh, they making threats? But they're not going to carry it out. So I'm saying if you really going to make a threat, make it like come through on it. You see what I'm saying? Like make it worth it. But if you're not going to stick with it, what's the point of even going going with it? So what what are some things that we can stick to? What are some things that we can look to? All we have to do is look at Colin Kaepernick. We don't have to look at him with pity or sympathy. Man, I feel sorry for you, bro. Man, it's so messed up that you're not getting signed. It is messed up. But you got to look on the bright side. This dude has made millions upon millions of dollars. Okay. And he's living his truth. He is doing what he set out to do. He's not just talking about what he's going to do. Colin Kaepernick is doing it. And he understands that there is a separation between his life and football. So in 2016, Cap. He told everybody what he's going to do, and he actually did it. He said he was going to give at least a million dollars and all of the proceeds of his 2016 jersey sales. Um, those proceeds will be donated to organizations working in the press communities. And there's I mean, there's a list of organizations that he gave to. So he gave twenty five thousand to the um, BYP 100 organization. The Silicon Valley Debug, uh, Cause of Justa, or Just Cause, uh, Urban Other Underground, Mothers Against Police Brutality, Gathering for Justice or and or Justice League, Communities United for Police Reform, and the I Will Not Die campaign. So these are these are all communities in the San Francisco Bay Area um, that are designed to benefit people of color and minorities, uh, underprivileged minorities. Also in 2016, um, some of us may have already seen it, but uh, he held a Know Your Rights camp in Oakland. And that was a camp that where hundreds of kids came out from all over, you know, from the Oakland, Richmond, San Francisco area, um, you know, kids in poverty, homeless kids, kids that were living in, you know, group homes and shelters. I mean, he brought him out and he also brought out speakers 
and they came to talk about, you know, how to protect yourself and police interactions, um, holistic healing and natural organic nutrition, loving yourself and the community, uh, financial knowledge, financial literacy, higher education and law enforcement history. Um, he was touching on all those things and it's an ongoing thing that he does. So that was like one event, but that's something that he does on a regular basis. Now it's, it's a continual thing. And he's even had a, uh, know your rights camp that was done in Chicago more recently. So he's, he's spread it out to other areas of the country. And it's just, like I said, it's ongoing, it's growing. It's something that he's going to continue to do because this is his passion and this is his life's work. And so there's 10 points that Colin Kaepernick promotes, and you can see this on his website, Kaepernick7.com. So the 10 points that he promotes for um, the Know Your Rights camp. And so they are as follows. You have the right to be free. You have the right to be healthy. You have the right to be brilliant. You have the right to be safe. You have the right to be loved. You have the right to be courageous. You have the right to be alive. You have the right to be trusted and you have the right to be educated and most importantly, you have the right to know your rights. And so those are things that he lives by and that he is teaching and preaching and educating our disenfranchised youth as much as he possibly can. Now, going back to the original Know Your Rights camp in October 2016 in Oakland, um, he was interviewed by Mark J. Spears of TheUndefeated.com. And he's also um, a reporter for ESPN. And so Mark asked him a question. He said, do you feel extra pressure now that you're playing to succeed on the football field in order to keep promoting what you're doing? And Cap's response was no. Um, he said, for me, football is my job. That is that aspect of my life. Uh, this is part of who I am as a human being. Regarding to football, he said, that's my profession. That's what I do in that aspect of my life. This is who I am as a human being, and this is what my beliefs are. So for me, that's completely separate. Although football does give you the platform to be heard, ultimately these things, these issues exist, whether or not football exists. So it's not something that is related to football. Football just allows a platform to have conversations on a greater extent about these issues. So Colin Kaepernick doesn't conflate him being an NFL athlete with his cause of empowering our youth. They're not related. And that's the thing that I want to get everybody to realize. Colin Kaepernick realizes it. But we as a people, as black people in America, we have to realize that these two things are not related. Inequality among black people and police brutality and Colin Kaepernick not being signed by NFL team as a free agent. These things are not related. These issues exist whether or not football exists. Colin Kaepernick himself said it. Once again, he said, ultimately, these issues exist whether or not football exists. This type of stuff was going on before football. It's going to go on after football. Uh, if you go, if we boycott successfully boycotting in the NFL, it's going it's going to exist in college, it's going to exist in NBA, it's going to exist in MLB or whatever whatever pops up, whatever sport pops up that African Americans tend to dominate. It's going it's going to be an issue. It's but it's beyond sports. Obviously, these things these inequalities 
these this systemic oppression and racism it exists outside of sports it was here before sports is going to be here after sports so that's the thing that i'm trying to get across this may not be the train of thought that you hear on a regular basis i hope i hope so i hope this is a new train of thought and i hope i hope it gets you to think about it in a different light because everything is not connected things might be similar but everything is not connected you know this is not birmingham alabama you know we're not fighting to end segregation we're just fighting to have colin kaepernick get signed to a deal in the nfl like this is not a real cause for us to really go hard for like in my opinion but if you do go hard for it all i'm saying is go hard in a way that is consistent and that if you're really trying to get someone's attention do it and go all out if you're gonna boycott man boycott for two three four five years let them know that your movement is strong and when you put your foot down and pivot and go in another direction you gonna go and they can't get you back they can't appease you by signing Kaepernick real quick and then cutting them the next season and then you gonna you know it's just if we're gonna do it then let's do it but really let's also follow in Cap's footsteps Cap's, Cap is doing the work and that's what a lot of our community leaders can be focused on. Like, let's continually be focused on doing the work and working towards the goal that we want to see for our people. If we want our kids to be empowered, let's empower them. If we want um, economic empowerment, let's economically empower ourselves. Um, let's not continue to seek equality from our oppressor it just that like that's that statement doesn't make sense with it coming out of my mouth and just rolling off my tongue it doesn't make sense let's not let's stop let's stop fighting and not say fighting but like let's stop begging and asking and pleading for equality and equity white supremacy is not built on equality and equity and it's not going to they're not going to go without a fight like they're fighting for their supremacy. They're not, they're not willingly going to give their privilege up. So stop acting like this is the way that it should be. And we're going to fight until it. Ha no, it's not going to happen. It's not just going to happen because they give it up. It's going to happen in a way that we have to outsmart them and we can't continue to play within their rules. If we're going to liberate ourselves, it's not going to be on their watch and on their dime. It's going to be on our watch and our dime. So let's invest in ourselves. Let's not spend it. Let's not spend so much time letting people know what we are against, but showing what we are for and investing that into what we are for. Let's invest in our people. Let's invest in our communities. Let's invest in our children not just money but also time let's invest in our communities and let's do the work along with cap the best thing that you can do for cap is not boycott but do the work with him don't let him be alone as far as what he's doing for these kids and for these communities if we just sit back and and tweet and turn off our tv 
but then we don't help out our kids and help out our communities, what have we done? We haven't done much. Last time I checked, I want to say uh, this country is, I don't know, only 12% black. So a, a 12% hit to their bottom line, a 12% hit to a billionaire's bottom line is nothing. But a 70% hit to a majority of those people that are in the league, and if they're getting hit like that's that's major. So let's let's not take down the platform because the platform is actually allowing these players to make a lot of money in a short amount of time, support their families, bring money into the community. If it wasn't for that league, Colin Kaepernick wouldn't be able to do what he's doing at the rate that he's doing it because he can fund it himself without having corporate sponsorship. He can do everything that he wants. He can determine his own destiny destiny, and put this together the way that he sees fit because he has the resources to do so. So let's not tear down the organization. Look, organizations in America that have been founded for over 100 years are coming from white patriarchy that's passing it down from generation to generation or it's just white wealth that's just going to dominate it that's just that's america so let's just get over the fact that that's what it is eventually hopefully we'll become sustainable enough where we can have some ultra black billionaires that want to be nfl owners and then we can start changing that from the inside out over time but let's not focus on that let's start focusing on our community and what we can do as opposed to what we can not do and not watch and, and boycott Let's just start making moves and acting in the way that we want to go and the way that we want to see our communities change. Let's make it happen. Let's not let's let's not be known for boycotting. Let's be known for getting that money. I know I'm repeating myself, but I'm just trying to reiterate. We can do more things with our time and our energy. Let's be like Cap. Let's not sit back and wait for somebody else to do something for us. We're not going to wait and ask. We're going to act and do and live. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all for listening. Until next time, grace and peace.